This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 463 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com. And I'm Glenn Lavender. And that is Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. How are you? How are you? How are you? Because not just .com, because .com is some lady in Teton, California. I didn't say .com. I know. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, then. I'm just, I'm just emphasizing the point. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. The wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. That's it. Terrible thing. How's your week been? You know, it's been okay, I guess. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I, I think so. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's one of those sort of weeks that's kind of, gets away from right you know like all of a sudden it's thursday and you're like well how did it get to be thursday already because it wasn't just thursday yeah and then it's thursday again you know, yeah. which is um yeah they come around so often and there's this annoying mongrel hassling you to appear on a podcast again <laughs> come around so often it's like every seven or eight days Really busy week. I've been um, we've did another day of filming for our iPhone travel photography thingy. Have you finished episode one yet? No, no, no. <laughs> um, we haven't finished the pilot yet. But, this but is gonna be the, we've, been, we've had troubles. This is going to be the video we've equivalent of bloody War and Peace. You're trying to outdo Warren, Peter Warren. Jackson with Lord of the Rings, aren't you? It's going to be like five <laughs> hours long. Lord of the Rings, you can call it. <laughs> <laughs> call it what? Board of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> Not Lord, but Board. But board. A board, uh, right. Board, yeah, board of the Rings. God. Um, no, so no, we haven't been to shoot the pilot. We've had, some, we've had some technical issues. We had some microphone issues last week, which cut shooting short. Right. We had some other issues the week before, which cut things short. Then there's been some vandalism. Oh. Then we tried, to fil- we tried to film an area, um, one segment last week. Hmm. And these drunken druggies kept getting in their grill, uh, <laughs> so we had to move on. And the plan to get back there didn't happen, so we still didn't shot that segment. Right. Then today, then yesterday, two days ago, we filmed uh, around an area called St Kilda in Brighton in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and uh, the meeting time was three o'clock, and five to three. She started raining big time oh, until about four o'clock, and of course I was—I got there early. I'm always everywhere early. I got there early about oh, 15, 20 minutes early, I guess. And uh, this storm was coming in over this pier, and it looked pretty darn dramatic. And some lightning and stuff. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll try and get down there, get a couple of shots that maybe we can use in the in the thing. And of course, I've got there's a six or seven minute walk from the meetup point, two or three minute walk out of the pier. <laughs> Okay, all the rain <laughs> in, in, in bucket loads at a time. So before I was even off the pier, I was just completely drenched. Yeah, right. Uh, six or seven minute walk back to the meetup point. Yeah, in, in less rain, but still. So I got there and um, uh, it was just wave after wave of rain coming in. So I went to the men's toilets and stood there with my shirt off under the <laughs> under the blow dryer thing, trying to <laughs> the hand dry, trying to dry myself up somewhat. So we're, we got rained out till about four thirty, and then we shot from four thirty till about nine thirty. Right. Wow, five hours. Yeah, yeah. And one of the locations we were going to shoot was closed, <laughs> which doesn't help. Yeah. So so we're still more to go still. Um, but he may just end up cutting it as a a trailer for the pilot, as opposed to the actual pilot. Oh, okay. Just trying to get all, all, all everyone together. I'm away for a couple of weeks, trying to get everyone together at, a, at any given time. Yeah. yeah we've, got a crew, we've got a crew of three and two, and I'll use the word loosely, talent. <laughs> you know, it's hard to get everyone when everyone's got jobs, with yeah. myself, um, to, together sort of thing. So yeah. it's, um, um, you might just shoot what we got. So Yeah, right. Anyway. We, ended, we did end up with a beautiful late afternoon sunlight, you know, down oh, cool. on the, I think, all the Brighton beach houses, which are... Yeah, uh, the, the shacks. Yeah, yep. the iconic little shacks. And then we got beautiful light, late afternoon light there, which is, which is nice. So oh, nice. kind of dried off the rest of us. That was, that was a, yeah, a, a pretty full-on day. Yeah, right. I, I've, been, I've been getting my gear packed to go away. Yep. And, you know, you're a photographer when it takes you, you know, three days to mull over the camera gear to take <laughs> and five minutes to load your clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm, 
That is that is me on every international holiday. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And so I've got a, I've got to cater for others as well. So I've got to make sure I've got triggers and place yeah. triggers for everyone. So it turns out one of my people coming is using a Leica CL. Oh jeez. And so yeah, I've got the triggers for Canon, for Sony, for Olympus, for Fuji, for Nikon. Yeah. There's nothing for Leica. Right. You know? So I'm looking, and none of my triggers, yeah, none of the triggers that I can use with everybody else's is going to trigger his flash on his camera. <sighs> then I found one of my old triggers, my old Godox triggers, yeah. has a uh, custom function. We can turn off all the pins except for the center pin. Right. So it stops, so it stops any um, misfiring or any issues with you know, other connection pins touching contact points. Right. Then I found if I go onto his camera... And disable two or three functions, yeah. Then it, then it might fire. Wow! So I've got to override. And the thing is, my new the new triggers don't have this feature. They just have this this yeah, override right. single pin. So I'm taking one of my old triggers. Yeah. Uh, and I said I've got to override, um, like uh, electronic preview. Yeah, yeah. You get the exposure preview. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Digital viewfinders. Well, I've got to disable that. But there's only one mode that you can disable that off on, and then there's this other thing I've got. To, oh, God. Jeez. Just to get a flash. But, so hopefully we get a da- couple of damn good flash shots because, you know, I spent hours researching this thing. Yeah, right. But hours, I mean, at least at least 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that sort of – then I found that I've been umming and ahhing about do I take uh, my 70 to 200, yeah. my 5 to 150, or my 100 to 400. Okay, so the 35 to 150, I always feel just a little short changed on the high end. It's great, it's great lens, but when I'm doing a portrait, I kind of like get 200, that little bit of yeah. narrower angle of view. So I was kind of ruling out that. Have you, are, you, are you taking something like a 28 to 75? I don't use those. Right. I'm taking a 15, to, but so I, I kind of know, originally my pain would only ever be a 15 to 30, 70 to 200. Right. See, if it was me, if it was me, I'd leave the seventy to two hundred behind and take the one hundred to four hundred. Yeah, but see, here's the, here's the thing. I found so the hundred to four hundred because isn't doesn't open up to two point eight, and that's going to make a difference in low light. Okay. Uh, what, what's its aperture at the long end? It's five point six or something. Okay. Yeah. So there's two shutter speeds in low light to be you know or yeah. two ISO, and if you're already at sixty four hundred and you've got to go to twenty five thousand to make you know, the usable shutter speed, it's a big difference. Yeah. You know. Um, so, so, so I was only, but the hundred foot extra reach of the four hundred. When you're on the boats, on the on the, on the Ganges, with yeah. all the pilgrims coming down, the, you get it a little bit tighter. Exactly. But then on, on a whim, on a, on a, on a, a, a just as an idea, I got my one point four times converter out, which only works with one hundred and fifty to six hundred and one hundred to four hundred, mm. and I put my two hundred on, and it works. Oh, those two, Bruce. Right, but it does. Right. So, like I said, it's with a 1.4 time converter. Yeah, nice. Pretty rapid there. And then, of course, as as is one, one to be the case, what else can I take? Yeah. So I'm <laughs> now I'm in mean, about taking the very heavy 35 or 1.4. Right. Oh, good a land. It's just, I mean, I've only got 32.8. <laughs> but this thing is such a, a corker of a lens. It's so, the tones out of it, it's just so beautiful. I think of walking again, walking the gats of Varanasi at night. Yeah, those sections at a speed in the house can be kind of handy anyway, but um, feel can be just maybe it's worth the effort. Yeah, right. Well, my bag weighs at the end of the day. <laughs> I've been dumping off my NAR box to clear off my NAR box onto my NAS drive to um, yep to have that ready to go. Yeah, empty out my my portable SSDs. I'm taking the loads. I'm just just housekeeping most of all that stuff before you go away, you know? Yeah. And now I met with my travel agent to get, get all those extra little documents. And I've got so many little cool gadgets from him. It was awesome. He gave me a little a little uh, fan that plugs into your phone. Right. So it blows, it blows on you, keeps you cool. <laughs> uh, it plugs into, into the charging port. Yeah. That was pretty cool, except, yeah, it's not that hot over there this time of year. That was kind of cool. Like, he gave me a... Um, he gave everyone this awesome pack of five cubes, you know, the storage cubes, you know, the, the packing cubes. What kind of packing cubes? You know, the ones you put your clothes in and pack, so packs down neat and small and tidy. Have you seen packing cubes? Mm, maybe I have, but I just don't, I, I don't know. 
basically means you can you use them multiple different ways. But what I tend to do is I tend to pack days' clothes. I might have like 10, 10 um, storage cubes yeah. with uh, each day's clothing in it. So oh. I just have to pull out a pack, pull out a pack pull, and each day just dump the clothes back in. And uh, I'd have to think about clothes. Everything's all pre-packed and ready to go. And, if, and, it, and it gets them, it can flatten down really well. So it's all nice and tidy and, and compact. Right. It makes your bag very tidy. Yeah, okay. Conveniently tidy. Yeah. So you take a pack of five or six of those, which is awesome. Um, I got, uh, he gave everybody a, um, a multi power adapter, you know, the, you know, the multi universal. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Power. With, with, and it's got a USB C port, it's got two USB ports, and a nightlight. Nice. Toys, luxury stuff. That was that's, pretty good. That's cool. Then he gave combination lock um, suitcase strap. Which is nice. It goes over your suitcase, combination locks, um, so added protection for your bag. Yeah. He gave me a, you know, what a dry bag is, like a, a sailor's dry bag. Uh, not really, but I can kind of get the idea. A boating. It's, it's, a, it's a waterproof bag, yeah. basically. He gave me this waterproof backpack that falls down pretty small that he used for his Antarctica trip. He had 100 of them made up and only used 99 of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's this awesome waterproof dry bag to keep stuff in uh, to go into holy with it, but if I need it, yeah, it's nice. Just, just swag galore. It was, it was, and he paid for lunch. It was like win, win, win. Yeah, right. When you think somebody's looking for travel, Amaco travel, A M A C O travel, highly recommend. Yeah, right. Uh, and is it a retail store in Melbourne? Um, it's a it's a, it's a normal travel agent. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, but they but they're using group tours. Right, but they will also uh, and, and just tell them Glen sent you, and you'll only increase the price about ten percent. <laughs> and he reminded him because he was showing me some of his photos from uh, from uh, Antarctica. So he leads these these tours of yeah, hundred doctors. Yeah, as an example, he does does and he does conferences. So they do a ship a ship down to Antarctica. Who, who was this? I, I I must have missed the start of this conversation. Who was it? Travel agent. Yeah, does he have a name? I'll have to use it. Oh, okay. No, okay. That's fine. If you if you didn't, because I'm thinking I don't remember you mentioning the name. Okay, that's fine. Happy, but that doesn't change the narrative. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I mentioned the word Amico a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he, so he so he led this leads these these uh, medical tours, yeah. And so on the boat in Antarctica, every day you'd have a doctor talking on a, a specialist subject, right? So that so it's all tax free, right? Right, the tax dodge, and they get to go on these days, and it's an education tour at the same time, yeah, right. So, um, so, Ho- yeah, so hopefully, one I'll of the do. medical yeah. talks is about how to deal with frostbite. Or coronavirus. I think frostbite is probably a bigger issue if you're in Antarctica. (laughs) Yeah, it's the only place on the planet that hasn't got coronavirus, so you're pretty safe down there. That's right, exactly. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so Amico Trips, I I think that they they make my life easy because they take all the the, the nitty gritty legwork out. Like, as a classic example, I mean, I I talked, when I was talking to you on Tuesday, I was going, look, you've got to get these guys in India, so it's ground crew in India. To help me with the bloody holy dates, okay? <laughs> because all the information is wholly unreliable, quite frankly. Yeah. So I gave them an example. There's this thing called Lathma Holy, which I would like to go to. Yeah. Um, but I've got the dates of the 5th, the 9th, and the 10th of March oh. as when it happens. Jeez. Like two hours. So I've got three different for the same event. Yeah, right. And all over the place, things that uh, it can be anywhere from the 3rd of March to the for exactly the same event. Yeah, right. And uh, the more websites you look at, the more you get. So it's, you know, it's tricky. So I, so I reached out to my Indian friends uh, last week and um, I said, oh, yeah, you want to catch up in, in, in Varanasi? And they've gone, oh, no, we're all down Mathura in Vrindavan for, uh, for holding. I'm going, I'm going, oh, we're going there a couple of days later. They're going, what have you been there for a couple of days, days for? It's on the 4th till the 6th. <laughs> we're there like the 8th. Like oh. the eighth to the eleventh, and um, and I'm going. Yeah, I know the stuff you do for the fourth and the sixth, but everything I've got listed. Is the eighth of the... <laughs> and this is and this is this is this is the confusion of it all. So it goes for so long, and there's so many different things on. It's 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 a night nightmare to try and try and coordinate. So um, so he said to go back again and go. Come on, guys, you've got to try. 
try and get some information, you know. Wow. So it was like last time, last trip when um, they changed the night of Diwali in Varanasi. They changed it. It'd been up, the dates have been up there for 18 months on the website. We built a whole tour around uh, last night being <laughs> and three weeks before we left, they changed it to the following night. Oh, what? <laughs> so as we're flying out of Varanasi, it's all happening below us. Like, so, yeah, the first thing to say on any tour to India is um, things ain't going to go to plan. Yeah. They're going to go wrong. Yeah, you're just going to have to embrace it. Hopefully we do enough cool stuff that <laughs> whatever screws up is, is worth it. Yeah, but, right. Uh, so I'm putting... I'm putting in a trip for March next and I've just avoided Holy altogether. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, I'm just give you a, a simple tour. We're just going to do normal stuff that's there all the time. Just, yeah. It's, it's, it's probably a, a, a whole lot less headache. Completely. I mean, because you can go anytime you want, sort of thing. You know. God, crazy. Um, yeah, so what else are you doing this week? Um, oh, I've got a new printer. Oh, I thought, okay. I thought, I thought a little. HP um, Sprocket printer, right? Which is a, a little a Bluetooth pocket printer. It's the size of a, I don't know, maybe a box of cigarettes. Oh, okay. Does the two by three inch prints, right? Um, using zinc, you know, zero ink paper, and so basically, you just you just get the photo on your phone, and in your phone, send the photo from your phone to the printer and print it out. Right. Uh, so it's with me, and if I photograph, if I the good character there I'm photographing, I'll take a photo of my phone as well and print it out and give it to them. Yeah, right. So, um, so what's zero ink? I've not heard of that. It's a, a, top, it's a, a top of crystals that release colour under temperature. Sounds like a Polaroid. No. Um, <laughs> so somehow, somehow that's – well, think of a Polaroid but not. Uh, it probably works as that, but, but it comes out. It doesn't need developing time. It comes out fully printed, fully dry, fully finished. Yeah. Um, but it's called, it's called zero ink. Now, uh, the last, the first zero ink print, be oh, maybe a, maybe oh, a bit longer. Internet uh, connection is just in and out, in and out, in and out. What to do about that? No, I know, I know. Yeah, so the first zero ink printer I saw would have been. Um, Eight, ten, twelve years ago. Oh wow! And they were really bad, right? And now, now, um, now they're, they're really bad, right? No, they're actually really good. Oh, okay. Surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly good. So I don't know, it takes maybe like a minute to print. Okay. Um, so I've so I've been I've been looking for one second hand for a little while. You know, so you have to carry the stuff. paper stock with you, and you feed the paper into the printer. Yeah, but they, they come in little packs of ten, and they're 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 about the size of a the packs are smaller than you know when you buy like footy cards. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you buy yep. you know, a small, smaller than that in physical right. size to carry. So okay, it's pretty small, small weight to them. Um, and the kind of packs are ten. But I mean, the, the printer's like one hundred and fifty nine dollars retail. I think it works out to be like ninety cents a print or something like that. Okay, to take. Um, but I've been, but I've been. I saw this woman advertise one a couple of weeks ago on on Facebook Marketplace, and she wanted one hundred dollars for the printer. Yeah. And two and 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 ninety photos, so nine packs of ten photos. Yeah, and it was hundred bucks, and I was yeah. Then she dropped it to eighty bucks. Yeah, and I, I felt I felt messaging to say if you'll take seventy, I'll, I'll buy it. You know, but I didn't do anything. I didn't get. I don't really need it. I don't really need it. Yesterday she dropped it down to fifty bucks. Oh, <laughs> it's like oh, if it's still available, I'll pop on around. <laughs> so I picked it up this morning. Nice. And have you tried it? Yeah, and I dropped out two prints for the kids today. And oh, cool. It's awesome. So that's going to be a, a cool thing to take along, and uh, yeah, you don't want the kids, little kids, to see you doing it because they'll all flock around and everyone want a photo. And you've yeah, take with like a minute and a half. But um, but yeah, for the for the occasional special, yeah, yeah, for the for the driver and for the guy, you do a, a you know, group shot, yeah, and then give it to the guy. That sort of stuff's kind of nice as well. So it's good. Cool. Uh, so that's kind of that's my week anyway. All right. And how's your week been? I think you've been doing some of that there photography stuff, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, tried. Not oh, ov- not overly happy. Why? Um, okay, so I've... Tell us, 
tell us your tale. Okay, so as as mentioned last week, I had to do a portrait of Malcolm Turnbull, our former Prime Minister. Uh, and as I quite rightly predicted, you know, it was nice, soft, diffuse light coming in through the front window of the studio. Uh, and and the the shot that I have sent to you was the first shot that I took, which is the <laughs> the natural light portrait. Yeah. But what I wanted to do was to do what you had suggested, which was kick in a little bit of light from left side of the frame, which would be, you know, right side of Malcolm's face. Yeah. And so what I did was I put that on a trigger and I gave the flash to Brad and said, Brad, just stand over there and hold the flash and point it there. And, and the first frame I fired off is just absolutely overexposed to the max. I'm like, oh, crap, what? And so I've raced over to Brad and I've gone, oh, give me that. And I've wound the exposure down a couple of stops. And I've taken another one that's still overcooked. And then I'm going, oh, what's going on? I've wound it right the way down to its, you know, 128th power. And and it's still just absolutely cooking him. And I'm going, oh, what the hell? And And the problem was it was... Middle of the afternoon, Malcolm had been recording nonstop for like four and a half hours, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that was very tiring to to stand, yeah, you know, or to sit behind a microphone and just narrate a book nonstop for four and a half hours is quite challenging. Exhausting, yeah. and um, you know, and whilst he had been upstairs recording with Brad, I'd been in my studio all day editing chapters that they had already recorded so basically brad's rec- oh, okay. brad's yeah. recording the book and i'm editing the book and so i'd been going non-stop for about five hours myself and had not stopped for lunch and then you know have come out to do this photo and you know i had set the camera you know basically as soon as I walked out there with the camera, which was before Malcolm walked down into the foyer area, I've switched on and I've taken a quick metered reading of the of the angle that I wanted to shoot the portrait on, and I've gone, yep, that's great, and the light's great, and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, then when I've started to try to do the, the shots with the flash, and it's just absolutely overexposed to the max, and the thing was... Malcolm was tired, and he and he yeah. was just going, "Oh, mate, can we can we just get this done? You know, I'm I'm absolutely wrecked." And I said, "Look, let's just let it go." I said, "The first shot, the natural light one, is absolutely fine. We can run with that." And so I just let him go, and and of course, then two minutes later, I've realised that the problem was I had the ISO set at a thousand. I'm going to say, what was your ISO? Yeah, and uh, and and I just you know I was frustrated with myself for not picking up on that straight away and and although the shot that we got is you know it, it's perfectly adequate for what we need it to be i'm kind of disappointed that you know i just let him stand square onto the camera there's no yeah. you know it's quite a flat it's not very dynamic exactly yeah. you know yeah. um uh, at the end of the day first thing any of these sort of things you've got an image Yes, you know, but if nothing else, you've got a perfectly usable yeah that that a non photographer would every, every single person would be happy with exactly okay? yeah. So, but so but you and I will call it back up, on a Monday morning and go, God, there was so much we could have done better, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, so at the end of the day, job done. Yes, job done to clients' client specifications and happiness. Yep. And the, and if you actually were you know being paid. They're paying. If they're happy, good job, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's that's really all that matters. Yeah. But we as artists <laughs> are far harder on ourselves. Of exactly. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. You could have been, you could have done better. Yeah? yeah. But you know what? What you did was pretty darn good. Now, all I did, you sent, you sent it through to me, and all I did to, oh, but I think, improve it more better yeah. is I cropped it by about 10%. Yep. And that's really just to try and re- re- reduce some of that dangling arm look. Right. So you see the arms are kind of dangling down a bit. There's, yep. there's quite a uh, – you look at percentage-wise the body to size of head. Yeah. His body looks big. His head looks small. Right. And in my one, his head looks bigger. His body looks a little bit smaller because we've right. got rid of – there's less body. You see how that kind of works? Yeah. Yep. The other advantage to zooming uh, – to cropping it a bit is that the Audio O'Brien or Audio O'Brien, whatever the name of the company is – Yep. Um, with my crop, the, the company name looks bigger. 
Yeah. That, that's all. It's just, a, yeah, it's a, just that little tiny crop. Gives it, brings out, makes the face stand out a bit more in the shot. I also put a vignette just to darken down over his right shoulder. Yep. Just by darkening that down, it brings the highlights out in his face a little bit more, makes him pop a bit more. Yep. Just by having a slightly dark, and there's nothing back there that requires any light. Yeah. So it's just, just, it's just, it's only ten percent or so, but it just and adds and a the bit and the other thing that I saw, you know, when I and I didn't even really pick up on this until I actually got home to look at the the raw file in Darktable was. I wish I had turned off the spotlight that's shining on the Audio O'Brien yeah. sign just, you know, the, no, just so that there was uh, a slightly more consistent look to that rear wall. That, back, that background would have been horrible. It would have been horrible without that spotlight, dude. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, the spotlight's not great. It's not what you do for ideal lighting, but that would have been a really dull, flat background. You've got some highlight. It gives it some depth. There'd be no depth if there was no, no if that light wasn't on the background. Yeah, it looked like you know looked like a flat wall right behind him. Right. Um, so I, I I don't actually have a problem with that spotlight at all. I don't think that that detracts overly from the image. Okay. What you'll find coincidentally is the size of that highlight is about the same size as his head. Yep. Yeah. So there's it, kind of a bit of balance there. It's not overpowering him. It's not a weird small little light. And it's not a really big mass of light, which kind of dominates and overpowers him. Yeah. By chance, his head and that background light's about the same size, so it's not fighting for him. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't have no problem with it at all. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think, yeah, as you said, given the conditions we're working under, pretty darn good, you know? Yeah. So I, I would not be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. As you say, you know, non-photographers would be absolutely stoked with it. And, yeah. you know, uh, Terry's wife, Robbie, who runs the business, she was absolutely wrapped with it. So yep. that's um, what matters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, I mean, that couple of tweaks you could still do if you want to sort of make it pop a little bit more, I'd darken down the left-hand side of your shirt yeah. just a bit. Yeah. Because once again, it's a large expanse. It kind of draws the eye down a bit. If you darken that down to just 5 or 10%, yeah. the face becomes the brightest thing. Yep. Now, in the posing, I would have turned his left shoulder slightly more towards the, the background wall. Yes. So it would have created like a V with the back with exactly. the audio design. Exactly. Yeah. That, but that's that's it, Bruce. That's that's yeah, You're doing a simple corporate headshot. You've got beautiful lights on him. He's perfectly re- recognisable. Yeah. All the information you need is there. There's yeah. just a couple of little tweaks. Yeah. Uh, you've, been, you've been too hard. It's my job to be too hard on you, and uh, <laughs> even I'm not being too hard on you. So um, I say, under circumstances, well done. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, don't, don't beat yourself up. Yeah, I just darkened down that shirt, and yeah. it's significantly better. Right. Yeah. So just take that. Take that little bit of curse off it, yeah. and uh, and with the with the crop and the vignette. So without the crop and the vignette, uh, the edge of the audio Brian sign is not straight. Right, you see that there, um, um, which is just which is just the because it's it's going off down a wall. Yep. Uh, by cropping it in there, that kind of eliminates that, which makes one less distraction. And it's also a little bit lighter off the edge of that frame. Yeah, and by by not having that in there, kind of. Once again, brings the eye towards him more. So right. yeah, it's nuances, dude. That I would be more than happy to have shot that image as a usable image and done the tweak that I just recommended and pass it over. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. But yeah, that's one shot, dude. Yeah, in one, yeah. You you cocked up the rest, but in one shot. Yeah, the very first shot you did, you yep. pretty much nailed the brief. Yeah. Yeah, you I can't guess. Can't complain about that. You can't <laughs> complain. And, and, and sure, if you hadn't got. And here's the thing. This is something I say in, in travel photography all the time. Don't try to be too clever sometimes. Yeah. 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 If I had known that you would have been recording, recording, and then you had to rush out and shoot, yeah. you should have just kept it simple, stupid. Yeah. If you hadn't had time to set up that shot and put somebody else in there just to check the lighting and get your settings right, the time to test lighting is not when the subject's there. No, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, so, and, and so, that was you know, the thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't have an opportunity to do a test exactly. shot with somebody exactly. else. So you were hamstrung from the from the get go. So you kind of have to make that decision right there and then. Okay, yeah. I haven't had the time to set those things up. I'm not going to worry about them. What's yeah. the natural light like? Oh, it's pretty good. I'll work with that. And that was the thing. And 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 as you know from last week's episode, I already knew that the the natural light was going to be pretty favourable in that location. You saying I ruined your shot? No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying that I, I, I knew what the light was like in yeah. that area at that time of the day. So I was confident that you know if if everything else went pear shaped, I could do a natural light portrait and yeah. it would it would be acceptable. Uh, and and that so was if, if you, it's, 
So if you if you if you realise, okay, I haven't had time to set everything up, I won't bother with it. There's two or three or four minutes here we're fiddling around with the flash. Mm. Are the times that you would have recomposed, you would have changed his pose a little bit, yeah. you would have made his arms a bit more dynamic, you would have tried two or three different poses, and he'd have been on his way in the same time frame. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, pretty much with all of these sort of guys. You've got two minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really that's really about you. Even if they haven't been recording for four and a half hours, yeah, they got shit to do. Yeah, you know? exactly. So any celebrity you photograph, all this sort of stuff, any any high profile person, you've got a couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's not you don't have time to set stuff up. So you got to either work with or preset. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but you and know, I, and I guess you know that was in the back of my mind was let's. Do the natural light thing because I know that's going to work, and, yeah. and 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 if I'm confident that I've got that shot, which I was the minute I shot it, I, I knew, yep, that's that's a workable shot. I can do something with that. I, I was then thinking, well, Glenn would always say, make sure you've got you know one safety in the bag, yeah. and then is the time to then explore other opportunities. And so that's what I was trying to do, and. Yeah. I, would have, it was, I just would have taken 30 seconds more shooting that natural light, done a few more. Yeah. Yeah, because what if you miss the focus on the eyes? What, you know, just just, the, just the, the safety shots. Yeah. Yes, you've got the lighting. Yes, you've got the, yes, you've got the shot, but the shot generally means half a dozen shots. You know? yeah. It's not the one because for these all these nuances, he might have half blinked. His, you might notice his face had a bit of a weird expression, just a tiny bit if you only had the one shot. Yeah. Uh, so you set it up, and in those – extra couple of frames you might have said oh just just move your left shoulder back just a bit oh perfect bang 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 yeah you know you would you would have thought that process so spend the 30 seconds shooting the natural light and then yeah. go okay let's try this but uh, I, I think that the, the the lesson really is uh, unless you're mega confident with your gear and but and that doesn't mean you're yeah it, all of us i had a flash workshop where you could go couldn't get the very flash trigger to talk to the flash <laughs> don't you hate that it was a pull my hair out before I realised the flash was busted. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> was but that the one you like, bounced down the steps of the bus, mate? <laughs> um, no, I think it was one where a stand but it was one of the ones where a stand fell over and smashed. Right. It's <laughs> hard to tell. Yeah. It happened the same day with another flash of stand fell over. It destroyed the umbrella, though, rather than... Actually, it reminds me, I've got to get an umbrella. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's... yeah, Unless you're doing it all the time and you can... Yeah, you're so familiar with all the stuff that goes wrong. Yeah. But like the simple stuff like the ISO wrong, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's, but it's good, good learning lessons. Yeah, no, you've totally. Got, you've, got the, you've got the shot. You've got a good shot. Yeah, everyone would recognize who he is. Yep. Yeah, it's not art, but you know what? How much of photography is. Yeah. And, 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 we, and we got the, you know, the branding for the studio in the background and, you know, slightly defocused so the attention is on him, but you can still read the, the branding for the studios, so it kind of satisfies everybody. Yeah, it's perfect, dude. I would be, I would be, ninety percent of most photography is is not art. It is simply headshots and yeah, getting stuff done. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can't, can't be arty with that stuff at all. Yeah. So good job, you. And anything else this week, or is that just your um? That's your highlight? been it for the photography for this week so far. Yeah. Good stuff. I did. I did have one other good um, uh, thing happening on Facebook. I had a big, a big spread going on Facebook, and it was uh, change one letter in a band's name and ruin it. <laughs> yes, I did see that. Oh, I've been going for days. I've been mean, a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun with that. Nice. Oh gosh, I, mean, I think I think I like get two hundred and fifty band names that's been ruined so far. You know. Awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that's been, that was my highlight of the week. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> now, how long are you in India for? Uh, at least two episodes. Right. So, um, yeah, the next two episodes. Yep, fair enough. And I think I'm back on the 14th or something like that. Right. can't remember. Which is a weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it's a Friday night or Saturday morning or something like that. Yeah. So let's talk about a few little bits and pieces, and then we can we run off a little bit, tiny bit early tonight. Sure. Because sort of. Tired. <laughs> yep. It's not like I've got stuff to do. I'm just tired. Now, have we had any reader feedback for the week? Has anyone sent anything for Well, we've us? got, you know, a, a dozen stories that Adam has sent in over the last month. <laughs> the, the, but, but let's cover your stuff and my stuff, and we'll see where we get to well, after that. I'll, I'll do my stuff first. Okay. 
because I haven't got very much. DP review, yeah, uh, or DP or DP preview, as I like to call them. Uh, they're adding an A to what? They've they've just started an analog forum. Oh wow! It's just to talk about film and film cameras, right? It shows how big well, the market's getting, isn't it? Shouldn't they just register the domain AP review? Exactly, but you know, <laughs> I figure they've already got all the people on that site. They might as well just yeah. yeah. But I thought that was I thought it was interesting um, uh, take on how, how the industry, or how you know, how end users, consumers, are, what they're doing with their photography. Yeah. There's enough interest, yeah, big enough to. to it takes time and effort to maintain all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, of course. Um, then, do you remember that couple of weeks ago we, we did that upscale uh, video of the old train footage? Yeah. Well, the same guy has done one of New York of 1911. Oh, nice. And this guy walking around the streets of, uh, of New York and, and somebody's tried to colour it in and it's done a shocking job. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but the but the, the sharpness and detail in the footage is, is incredible. Um, oh, cool. So, I'll know, have to, I'll have to around, watch that. Yeah, so walking around New York in 1911 is very, very cool. Nice. And which got me thinking. Um, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, when you look at any of those old photos from 100 years ago, yeah. and they all seem to be epic. <laughs> yeah, you look at them, they go, oh, my God, it's so interesting. Yeah, this is a guy sitting in a suit staring at a camera, but they all look so interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, well, what is it we find so remarkable about that? What is it that makes all these people stand out so much in the images? Yeah, you I think you there's an authenticity to it that we just instantly relate that that actually was taken in another era. It's not just, you know, we dressed somebody up in a, you know, a period costume yeah. and, you know, shot it, you know, last week kind of thing. I think we I think we just we hone in on the reality of that and I don't know, I just think there's a a, a yearning to be able to travel back to be there at that moment when that was taken and, you know, yeah, to Yeah, I mean the the costuming and the yeah, the posture is yeah. so different. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just so funny. It's it's very rare you find an old photo. They go, eh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. And, yeah, once again, they, they took so few photos. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's part of it as well. And, and maybe they didn't print, yeah, very many. Or that, yeah, so that, no, they're not take very many. They didn't print very many because they would have only printed the best ones. Yeah. So when you see a printed image, it's yeah, it's because like any emerging right. technology, it would have been expensive for its day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you know? and yeah, they're, they're 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 taking two or three photos maybe, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know, but um, that was um, fascinating to me that that we can look at all those old photos and they all captivate us. Well, they yeah. captivate me. I'm, I'm assuming they captivate other people. But yeah, they certainly captivate me. I saw Sony this week uh, announcing, I think, their next generation phone. Yeah. But it's got real-time eye, eye autofocus. Wow. And it's taking the same technology from the A9, apparently. Nice. So the A9. So it's got 20 frames a second. Yeah. And eye, and eye autofocus. Wow. In a phone. Wow. Yeah. Just, just crazy, and That'd as I've been shooting a lot of a twenty-four mil like, yeah. wide-angle lens, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. it's no thirteen, it's no thirteen mil like my, uh, yeah, my uh, iPhone. But uh, so I've been shooting a lot with phone lately, obviously because of this travel doco thing. Yeah, and we did lots of shooting with it um, a couple of days ago, and um, yeah, I didn't really miss my camera to be honest. Yeah, right. Yeah, for the stuff I was doing. Yeah, yeah for the for the types of images I was capturing. I mean. If you had to edit any of them, you kind of lose you know, the detail. The depth of detail is not there, I guess you'd say. But you know, as a standalone, just image without requiring a lot of editing, be darn good. I, I'm I'm just quickly looking through the text of this blog post about the new Xperia phone. I was trying to work out what operating system is it running. Is it because it's not Apple? And, uh, and Android? I, is it Android or is I it Android. right? I couldn't imagine. It wouldn't be Windows. So it'd have to be Android. Yeah, right. Because there's, there's, there's only three out there. There's Android, Windows, and... Uh, That's pretty much it. And uh, the iOS one, so... Yep. Yeah, Although there Android. is a consortium just... that's working on a pure Linux version smartphone operating system. Really? But how, how much market traction they'll get, I don't know. Because uh, I don't know that many people want to go through, you know, all the hoops of making Linux run on a phone just to be able to say that they're, you know, 
on the <laughs> the new thing that no one else is using, you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just looking at the, the comments here as well. Yeah. Serious question here. What the heck is the benefit of IAF on a mobile phone? Doesn't simple face detection work? We should think about it. If you're shooting 24 mil with a wire, there's quite a bit of depth to it anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really need. No. Yeah. But then again, this guy says, the says face autofocus can sometimes miss the faces. Well, therefore, I was could only assume that eye control would also <laughs> miss the eyes. <laughs> yeah, using that same logic, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but maybe maybe if, if it's, it's reducing the percentage of misses because it's looking for that double almond or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. It's um, interesting times, as we always say. Exactly. I saw, I saw uh, a uh, yourperfectweddingphotographer.co.uk brought out their annual report on the wedding photography industry well, uh, for 2018. It's okay. behind. But they seem to claim that uh, only 4% of the time of a wedding photographer is taken up by shooting. Yeah, I'd believe that. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but I, don't, I don't get that. So Because if, if, well, if you're shooting for, say, an eight-hour wedding, mm. I suppose 4% of the eight hours, you're not shooting every minute of the eight hours, are you? No. Because I'm thinking, because yeah, if you're doing eight-hour weddings, 4% of yeah, the stuff's like 160 hours of talking and editing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're looking 14 hours editing per wedding, yeah. average. This is all averages. Yeah. Photographers, once again, UK photographers, spending £500 roughly less on marketing than gear, which I thought was quite, it seemed quite high for marketing. For, you know, uh, once again, as an average. Well, well you're saying less on yeah, gear, they're only spending not... no, $500 less on marketing than they are on gear. Yeah. So it's just quite a substantial amount of marketing to me, that means, you know. Well, uh, if they're, if they're, well if they're average, depends how much they're spending on gear. Well, the average person spending about 2500 a year on gear and about 2000 on marketing. Jesus. Two and a half grand a year on gear. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And two and two grand on marketing, which I think it's it's – you know, healthy percentage for marketing, I have to say. Yeah. And, but of course, we know that uh, 100% of the gear expense is usable if they're buying the right stuff. 50% of all marketing is wasted. We just don't know which 50%. So <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, you're throwing away half that money for absolutely no returns. You yeah. Know? But one thing I did, uh, there was a very heavy emphasis on the rule of thirds, mm-hmm. uh, being that uh, 33% of people use the second shooter. Or customers requested the second shooter. Yep. 33, 34% recommend, uh, wanted an engagement shoot. Yep. 34% bought a wedding album. Okay. And 33% of all the photographers entered online competitions for marketing, for, for, you know, for, for exposure. Right. Yeah. That's, a, that's obviously quite a good business there for you to imagine as a second shooter only without the pressure. Yep. You probably still get quite decent, you know, if, if someone's doing, you know, 30% of all the weddings as a second shooter, it's pretty good. Yeah. But it's also, if you're not shooting engagement photos uh, for the couple, then you're missing out on a third of your business. Yeah, right. So that's a good opportunity. You know, to, 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 if you're looking at, well, how can I, how can I increase my my take this year? Yep. Engagement photos. Yep. There you go. And um, I would imagine, because, you know, there's a, there's a wedding season. Right. Yeah, there's a season for weddings over it. There's this, this period of the year where Pres- presumably of is spring, summer, autumn. Yeah, yeah most, most pleasant times of year. But it's, it's a shorter time period than that. It's not nine months. It's like about a three or four month window right. when most people seem to get married. But I would imagine there's no such window for engagements. No. Well, I think engagement parties would be probably more evenly so scattered you, across the year. Yeah, so maybe in your quieter times of year, there's a chance to pick up substantial businesses and engagement photographer. Yeah, right. right. Uh, brand preference was interesting. Yeah. 30, 72% Canon Nikon. Yep. And 22% Sony, 7% Fuji. Zero anybody else. Yeah, right. Not a single Olympus, not a single Enterprise. Um, but still yeah, only 22% Sony, which I thought was uh, interesting. Um, your numbers don't add up. You've got, 101, a, you've got 101% there. Uh, well, maybe I added one. Maybe it was Sony <laughs> One percent, something like that. <laughs> uh, it ended up on the site. I can't remember how to. Uh, maybe I typed it in. Uh, but here's the thing: somebody posted in the comments, as they always do. You know, yeah. uh, from 2018 to 2019, the respondents actually got a year younger, indicating that during that time frame, there were a significant number of younger photographers entering the industry. Is what they seem to think. Right. I personally, but maybe just like a really old photographer died. <laughs> um, you know, he dropped the average. You know, yeah. If you have an 
like a really old person leave your football club. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, your, your average age across your team drops, drops. Quite significantly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that was that was interesting. But some so some wag on deep review said, uh, imagine if they did a similar survey on DP review posters. Uh, the result would be similar, but but maybe even less. And then someone comes back with, yeah, it'd be two percent shooting and ninety eight percent posting about gear and firmware. <laughs> That's about right too. <laughs> um, that's, I think it's an exaggeration, frankly. Yeah. I can't see him. I can't see him doing two percent shooting. <laughs> I think they, I think they've blown it out the water just a little bit there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so what else have you got? Um, Dump Sony World. Yeah, so these were a couple of stories that I picked up from Will Shipton's Inside Imaging uh, newsletter this week. The the first one is the World Photography uh, Organization had included as a finalist the work of a guy called David Buto or Buto. This guy is a documentary photographer, and he, along with two other photographers, had shot images of the protests in Hong Kong. And all three of them, like they didn't didn't know each other, but they had all three of them submitted their work into the, you know, the photojournalism type category within the World Photography Awards. And David's work had been you know, selected as a finalist. The images had gone up in the online gallery. And then it seems that, I don't know whether it was the Hong Kong, you know, or the Chinese government or somebody had made complaints about the nature of the images that were chosen as finalists. And so after these images had been included in the online gallery... The World Photography Organization then redacts some of the images from all three of these photographers' work to be included in the, you know, the roadshow. And uh, so David just put his foot down and went, no, I'm pulling all of my images. If you're not going to show the whole lot as a set, then don't show any of them. So... Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And they won't say who complained? No. And and as he said, you know, if if they had come back to me, you know, at the time that I entered, if they'd come back and said, love all these images, but these are a bit too sensitive, we don't want them, he said that would have been a, a completely different kettle of fish and I could, have, I could have gone along with that. But the fact that they took the whole collection, included it as a, as a finalist, as a collective work... And yeah. then later on decided, oh, no, these are too sensitive simply because someone made a complaint that he had an issue with. And I kind of – I understand his point of view. Um, interesting, the thing, the, the World Photography Organization, which I don't – there's no such thing really, surely, is there? World well, Photo- I hadn't heard of it. Surely they just made, made up their own name. Maybe. So who voted them in? I don't I, I, didn't, I didn't get to the meeting. What committee? Who's yeah. on the committee? Anyway, uh, it's a London-based organisation but has strong connections to China. It has got an office in Shanghai where it also runs the annual festival, photo fairs. Uh, WPA also licenses its travelling exhibition, which has visited China at least seven times. Yeah, right. Uh, and, of course, the major sponsor, Sony, has a dependence on China for both manufacturing and access to the huge Chinese market. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But someone, who's, uh, someone who's put a comment. This is what this comment is: as an editor, publisher, and photojournalist whose images have been published all over the world, including China in the past, I would like to denounce the WPO's censorship of valid photo coverage of an event of international significance. Some of the best photos ever have been taken in conflict situations. What gives the WPO the right to be judge and jury and executioner on this matter? The images are either worthy of an award or not, irrespective of subject matter. WPO stances pusillanimous, that's a word, uh, and immature, and being headquartered in London, the home of freedom of the press, I'm amazed that this has occurred. Sony appears caught in the WPO's weakness, but if they concur with the decision effectively dictating what images can be taken on their cameras, one sold and entered in awards. Every professional should reconsider whether Sony should be part of their kit. Okay, well, I don't agree with the last part of that sentence, but I do agree with the the general sentiment of the rest. Sony of it. was on his head. Hey? If it comes out the Sony, if it comes out the Sony said to WPA, "I know those images don't look good for our brand. Take them off." 
Oh, true. Yes, then yes, then that would make sense. If, if Sony, yeah, I mean, uh, I can't I believe it'd be Sony and, though. Yeah. I don't think yeah, it'd be Sony. Saying, I don't believe they would. And yeah, I'm sure there's been much more controversial images than that shot with yeah um, Sony or whatever. Anyway, so yeah. interesting stuff though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and the other one that I saw also on the Inside Imaging newsletter was that CASA here in Australia, the Civil Aviation Safety Authority, has pushed back indefinitely the drone registration that we said was coming last year in one of our episodes because it was due to kick in, I think, July of last year. All all too hard? Yeah. I I haven't had a chance to actually read the whole article to find out why it's been pushed back. But basically, yeah, they're saying it's been pushed back indefinitely. Uh, Has indefinitely delayed amendments to drone regulation, which includes mandatory drone registration for recreational and commercial operators with recreational registration, quote, some years off, unquote. Uh, So, yeah, so anyway, so if you're... I think think the whole thing's not going to... uh... So if you're a, a cowboy out there with your uh, drone, yeehaw, you can keep on doing your thing and not have to worry about... I don't think they're going to um, bring it out, quite frankly. Don't you? It's just, no, it's just been logistical, a, a legal nightmare, logistical nightmare. There's yeah. so many situations. I mean, either like have a fishing license if you own one, when you buy it, you've got to have a, just a blanket license. Yeah. Yeah, not all these different categories. It's just it's just too hard. Yeah. Anyone who's using it commercially hasn't learned to fly the thing properly and hasn't got great insurance. Shouldn't be, should, yeah, they're like any other maverick business. Yeah, they're not going to survive very long. And yeah. Anyone who's worth their salt is going to be doing the right thing. So, uh, yeah. Who knows? Wow. Anyway, so much for our short one. We've been, we've been going for 50 odd minutes already. So. Cray, cray as always. That's you it. can waffle on too much, Bruce. That's your That's problem. Me. <laughs> Go off on all these tangents and things. Yes. Yeah, that'd be it. Well, mate, you have a great trip to India. I shall. I'll get my uh, my HEPA filter face mask on and uh, <laughs> my anti antibacterial wipes. Yep. And uh, full body condom, and I should be okay. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, have a good one, and yeah, we will. So, um, yep. We'll ch- chat with you in three weeks. weeks. Yeah, I'll, I'll be posting lots of images, hopefully, yep. um, and stuff. Yep. So, yeah, follow me on Facebook if you know already and have a bit of a gander and hopefully we'll have some positive stories to regale. <laughs> 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 Bloody holy. <laughs> Nothing happened. We missed it by three days. No. <laughs> None of that. No, thanks. We'll have a great time, and um, I'll, I'll see you. Oh, by the way, your football team's losing, just so I'd let you know. Losing in what? A pre-season competition. Oh, who, yes. who are we 50, playing? 50, Essendon, Essendon, of all people, 56 right. to 80. Oh, okay. That's at home, too, so you're losing at home. Oy, 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 that's not good. Oh, yeah. Good, th- good thing it's anyway. not the real comp. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're saving right. it up for the real one. Yeah, that's, that's what we said when we lost last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Talk to you in three weeks. Bye. Doodles. Shutters Inc. Another audio to you.com quality podcast. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersinpodcast.com.